Welcome to God's Playbook with your host, Father Rico Passero. Let's play ball. Friends, welcome back to God's Playbook. Today, September 11th, is a day of remembrance, a day of sorrow, a day to pray for peace. We know that terrible event that took place so many years ago as the planes hit those buildings, killing so many innocent people both on the airplane and in the building. We are reminded of the need for peace in the world. We need to pray for all victims of terrorism globally. We need to continue to pray for our brothers and sisters who've lost their lives in this attack and continue to lift our brothers and sisters, the family members, who continue to mourn their passing. We also need to celebrate the heroic efforts of all those first responders, especially all those firefighters who put their own lives at risk, many of which perished to save a stranger. There is no greater love, says the Lord, than to lay down one's life for a friend or stranger. Today is a day of remembrance, friends, even for us Canadians. As you listen to this podcast, you remember where you were that day as the news broke. Personally, I want to share a couple of stories about my own life, and then hopefully you can relate it to yours as we continue to lift our brothers and sisters in prayer. I was in business school, and I remember I was in Tarot Building at Brock University. It was first thing in the morning. I think I was in finance class, ironically. And when I first heard about the first plane, I thought, oh, I wonder what happened. That's so terrible. And then as we watched the second plane hit, we realized that this was a big problem. Wherever you were, do you remember your reaction? I know so many people were worried about the end of the world, World War III, terror, fear, anger. So you watch people running from the building thinking, how terrible is this? How about all the people inside that can't run? I saw people jumping out of the building. It was just so sad. What was more frightening is that somebody could suggest that this is God's work or that God wanted this to happen. So much to unpack from that day. How did it leave you feeling? Do you remember falling to your knees in prayer? Were you worried about those who were affected? What was your response that day? the days that followed as we continued to watch the news and see the many heroic efforts of people on other planes protecting yet another catastrophe from taking place. The many men and women who were successful in saving people from those buildings and from the act of terror. Think of the chaplains and all the many people who led prayer groups, cynicals, masses, who fell to their knees to ask God to intercede. And indeed, God did. 
As we were preparing to host the World Youth Day in Toronto in July of 2002, the World Youth Day cross, like the Olympic flame, is passed from one diocese to the next in the hosting country. And we know that World Youth Day just took place in Lisbon. Father Thomas Rosica, founder of Salt and Light Television, made a motion that the World Youth Day Cross should leave the country of Canada and be brought to the site of Ground Zero, the site of where the Twin Towers came down. This motion was accepted, and after much work by Father Tom and his staff, two people from each diocese were encouraged to join on a bus and bring the World Youth Day Cross to the site of Ground Zero. Yours truly, Father Rico, was one of the two chosen for this diocese, and so I had the great privilege of being asked to go down. Now at the time, I continued to be in business school, and so my motivation, sadly, was a free trip to New York on Wall Street. I thought this was going to be a memorable trip. And when Bishop asked me to go, I was going not primarily to be a disciple of peace and prayer, but as a young man, almost 20 years old, who was still figuring out his life and what this could possibly mean. I remember approaching the site of Ground Zero some five months after the towers came down and watching these cranes, these massive cranes, go into the pit and no longer be visible. I remember seeing the panic of people still being pulled out some five months later, of course, skeletal remains, bodily limbs, and how the efforts to continue to identify bodies took place many months after we had even left, but certainly that day. I remember as the bus pulled up, a CIA agent jumping on our bus asking, what are you doing here? And Father Rizika getting in his face saying, we're here to bring this message of peace. You cannot come here. This platform is for the victims' families only. And Father Tom saying, we have come to support them with prayer and to bring them the sign of the cross. We are not leaving. We have received our security clearance. Please allow us to gather in prayer. I remember waiting to see what the response was going to be. After what seemed like a very long time, although I don't remember it being that long, just feeling that long, we were permitted to go on to the visitor platform. And so as I got out of the bus, nothing would have prepared me for what I was seeing. The noises of the construction vehicles, the sirens, and this was five months later in February of 2002. I remember approaching the visitor platform and I saw a very attractive woman that caught my eye. So needless to say, Father Rico had charm at the time. So I walked up to her and said, hey, what's your name? I remember her looking at me and then I realized she had two little boys, one hanging on each of her arms like a four-year-old and a two-and-a-half-year-old, maybe three-year-old. She answered me, my name is Claire. I said to her, hi, Claire, I'm Rico. She said, nice to meet you. 
I said, what brings you here? And she said, well, my husband Tom was in Tower One. I said, oh, I'm so sorry. She said, well, don't be sorry. My faith tells me that God was holding Tom's hand as the tower was coming down. I'm sure he tried to get out and, of course, was unable to. I was devastated hearing this. I said, I, I'm so sorry. My condolences to you. She said, well, my faith tells me that God was with Tom, and my faith tells me that God is going to give me the strength to raise my two sons in Tom's memory. Then she turned to me and said, why are you here? You can imagine my embarrassment. Here's a woman who lost everything in that tower, her best friend, the boy's father, somebody's son, somebody's brother, our brother in Christ, Tom. And my agenda was a free trip to Wall Street. How ridiculous. So as I looked at her with great shame, I said, well, we've brought the World Youth Day Cross here to pray for Tom and so many others. But if I'm going to be honest with you, I'm studying business and I wanted to come to Wall Street. She turned to me and looked me in the eyes and said, look, Rico, whatever your agenda was, I think you need to find God in all of this. I think your agenda is in the wrong place. This isn't a place for people to gather. This is a place for people to pray and remember. I was flabbergasted. She stepped away from me and said, God bless you. And it left me thinking that my priorities are definitely backwards. I remember looking at that powerful symbol that I'm sure you can all identify with. And the symbol was the two metal beams that formed the cross. Yet again, the sign of hope in a place of destruction, violence, war, and hatred. The feeling of God was palpable. As we gathered in prayer with Father Rizika and the 50 others who joined me on the bus, bringing the World Youth Day cross onto the platform. It was absolutely spectacular. And to see all the construction equipment, the cranes, everything come to a stop. The eeriness of the silence, but the peace that it brought. So we also turned to the cross made of metal of those two beams that continue to sit today in the museum dedicated to this day. I remember praying so wholeheartedly, asking God to touch Claire, her two sons, Tom's family, and the many, many people who lost their lives that day. I was so taken back by the witness of the firefighters, first responders, police officers, volunteers, security guards, chaplains, everybody who risked and gave up their lives to try to help others. This was beautiful and left an impression on me that I pray I will never forget. I can't see how I would forget this. And as we all divided ourselves on that visitor's platform, 
and then just spent the time to pray from the silence of our hearts through what we saw, through our minds, our desire to lift our brothers and sisters in prayer. It left me thinking, why? Why do things like this have to take place? And the need to pray for peace and how the cross, a symbol of violence, is also the unifying symbol of God's love for us and his people and how under the cross we find peace, just as Mary, Mary Magdalene, and St. John found their peace under that first cross on Golgotha as Jesus hung and offered his life for the salvation of the world. Today, friends, we continue to mourn as Canadians, as Americans, as brothers and sisters in Christ. I know we have many listeners throughout the world. This is a day that affects us all. This is a day of remembrance. May we seize this opportunity, whether you've had the privilege of visiting that site and its museum or like me, in the time of destruction, though I've been many times since. A reminder to us of the importance of praying for peace. Peace first in our hearts, peace in our family units, peace in our local communities, peace nationally, peace globally. That instead of violence, terrorism, anger, that God may make us instruments of peace, justice, forgiveness. How can this day change our hearts? How does this day remind us of our dependency on God through prayer and good works? May this day be a day to remind us of what can happen when we stop praying, when we think of self rather than other. May we be more selfless. May we lift the families of all affected by September 11th in our prayers. And may we call upon the mercy of God for those who perished that day, but now rest in the arms of a merciful and loving God, whose plan for each of us is eternal life for those who are faithful. And so join me in prayer today, friends, as we enter into the solemnness and sacredness of what today reminds us. Let us pray. Loving and gracious God, September 11th is forever entrenched in our minds as a day of sorrow, but also a day of great joy. We are sorry for the men and women who made choices to use your name for what it is not meant to be, violence and murder. For your name is forever to be praised, for you are a God of justice, salvation, peace, love. We pray for all those who never made it out of those buildings or out of the aircrafts. We pray for their families we ask that you continue to send your Holy Spirit to bring them peace and comfort that they will see their loved ones again. We thank you for the heroic effects and example 
of those men and women, first responders and anyone else who helped a brother or sister or tried to help a brother or sister for their witness. We give you praise. Lord, continue to bless all people throughout the world, especially in places of violence where terrorism continues to this very moment. May we not live in violent times, times crippled by fear. Unleash the power of your peace upon us, O Lord, as we start to ask for peace in our hearts, peace in our families, and then peace in our world. May your church continue to be this powerful example for the world to see that under the cross, the sign of our salvation, you unify us as communion, as your body, the body of Christ. Eternal rest grant unto them, O Lord, and let perpetual light shine upon them. May our brothers and sisters rest in peace. Amen. And may the souls of the faithful departed, through the mercy of God, rest in peace. Amen. For God's Playbook Friends, I'm Father Rico. God loves you and so do I. If you like what you hear, please consider supporting us using any of our affiliate links in the description below via Budsprout, Ko-Fi, or GoFundMe. Thanks, and God bless.